0: Afternoon, everybody. Welcome. Another Thursday, 12.30. It's got to be Talking Trade Live with On The Tools. Um, If you can't read, my name's Andy, going to be the host for the next half hour or so. And joining me are two, I'd say, old stages now on this show. Uh, Richie, of course, is known as the Blonde Bricky up in Scotland. And Trev, who is a, well, I suppose one of the older decorators, Trev, because you were part of Dulux... Academy that launched 25 years ago and I saw the video, mate, and you looked a lot younger. Thanks, mate. Yeah. You're <laughs> welcome straight into <laughs> it. Right, the sun's shining, and this week's topic is well, we're looking at a skills gap. Have we got a skills gap in construction? Is there an issue um with um people coming in? Are they skilled enough or are they not skilled? So please. Send comments in. I've just clicked on that, so I should be seeing them. Uh, Have we got a skills gap? Is there a problem with this? Uh, Richie, welcome, mate. Great to have you on. Um, I personally think skills wise, COVID has done us a big favour because a lot of people sat at home, uh, furloughed, working from home, lost their job, thought, you know what? I want to do something else. And according to a lot of colleges, numbers are going through the roof. Do you think COVID's done us a favour? We're going to get a lot more people into construction. Absolutely, absolutely. I think yeah, the
1: time sat in the house doing nothing, sitting watching YouTube videos, watching Instagram, has just um, give guys a you know a of boost. They're going to you know kick up the arse and saying that yeah, this 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 is the route I want to go down, and um, and having the time off with the being able to, research it and being able to go online. And, a look and see; it's, it's not as hard as they, they thought about it in their head, you know, it's, it's quite easy just to, you know, send an email to a college provider or, a, you know, a, a company and ask, you know, what way do I go about this?
0: Trev, uh, we lost a lot of workers down the south here, um, obviously with uh, Brexit, a lot of EU workers have, have gone back, uh, which did take up a quite a large percentage, certainly in London, uh do you think we've got a skills gap, or do you think actually there's a few more people coming on board to join this great industry i I think there are i i think it's it's um it's getting the right quality in it.
2: I think people are joining, but we need to get the the you know the the skill level up you know get the right people joining That's the important thing i think no i think it's quality rather than quantity
0: I think that's a good point. We go back to apprenticeships, don't we I was talking to um a guy. Uh, the other day, so he's 63, been in the industry, um, well, since 76. So he can work that out a long time. He runs a college, training college in Croydon, teaching brickwork and carpentry. Um, he said he's still really annoyed at the apprenticeship that plasterers, bricklayers are learning in the classroom. Richie, did you, let me just go back through this. It'd be interesting to tell the viewers, did you learn um, through an apprenticeship and did you actually have um, much hands-on with your training, or were you sat in a classroom looking at screens?
1: No, when I when I done it, it was it was all you know hands on, you know brick, bricks, bricks and your hand, bricks in your hand. Um, I think we one one day in the classroom just going over kind of technical stuff, but the majority of the time, yeah, it was um, it was in the workshop, bone balls.
0: I do like that mate when you say the word technical bricklayers uh it's oh, sand uh, cement, a bit of feb uh a trowel a level and a bit of string uh what was the technical bit of bricklaying richie yeah just reading
1: drawings you know um, establishing your bonds just you know typical brick, bricklaying stuff you know yeah pretty much that reading drawings just you know how it kind understand you know it's not just it's not just showing up you're in your hand you're breaking your hand it's more learning your, your levels your gauges your your measurements and stuff like that
0: well as everyone is well aware my views are uh, that is best learned on a site or on a job but obviously uh, apprenticeships um are still got quite a lot of classroom based into the comments quickly gareth morgan steel fixer uh, he, can, he said, I can definitely say there's not enough real steel fixers around anymore. There's a lot who claim to be, but don't have the skill set to actually do the job properly. Yet they still expect top money is getting worse, too. See, that's a skill you can't just walk in and do. And I think this is the problem. Back to what we said before, Trev. We're not licensed apart from sparks and gas safe engineers. So anyone yeah. can rock up tomorrow. As, as he said, I'm a steel fixer. So do you think yeah. as well we need to look at licensing to make sure yeah. we've got, as you said, quality coming
2: in? I'm exactly the same as you, Andy. I think there should be. You, if you're a tradesman, you should be licensed. You shouldn't just be able to wander in and pick up, you know, hammer, a bloody, you know, chop saw and start. You should actually be able to prove who you are and what you've done. And, you know, and it also gives the, the homeowner a lot more security, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know,
0: a yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally good thing.
2: tradesman would have mind being licensed. It's only you know. It's only the cowboys that would start being cringing and worrying, but a decent tradesman would have no problem with it
0: at all. Well, I was involved in a, a paper that went to government a few years ago about licensing tradespeople, and the big thing that I had an issue with. If you take or take me, forty-five year old trade, or take you know a sixty-two year old bricklayer that that went straight onto the tools at the age 14, 15, we can't set exams. So how are you going to license? Uh, an existing old school trade that really isn't great at exams, like me. um, But you know, w- would they test you on site, Richie? How do you? Th- how would you do it if you were PM um to get licensing in? Do you agree with it? And how would you do it, mate? I think it's hard, you know, because
1: there's so much regulations and things like that for for you know going into, even just going, because ninety percent of my work is on site. Um, they do do the adjudications and things like that before you can go on site you have to let them know that you have this qualification or you have that qualification so you know they've got a peace of mind that they can let you go and do the job that you're there to do but you can see how in domestic you know going into people's houses doing things and like that the client's not going to really have that access to that information about
0: they can only go in face value Yeah, that's the problem. It's face value. And that's, you know, what can give us a bad name. Uh, Hello, Katie. Uh, Lovely, lovely lady. Bloody good bricklayer. Thanks for your comment. Uh, She says her trade and Richie's trade are like gold dust at the moment. And they are. That's the problem. Brickies are in serious hot demand. And um, well, I say congratulations to the ones that are working because you can be charging what you like at the moment. 125 a metre to repoint in central London. Get a Labrador in on 70 quid a day to rake it out. And you are laughing. Uh, Chris Rammer Ramsden. Uh, let us know why you're called Rammer. Uh, if I can read it out on an afternoon <laughs> chat, I will. Uh, thanks for your message. I did apprenticeship bricklaying. Most of it is all hands on, um, more on site than you did in college. Good lad. And listen. I got told yesterday, I don't know if you're all aware of this, but the apprenticeship now was brought in when we joined the EU. We're now not in the EU. So does that mean we can go back to city and guilds, which most of us old people think it was far, far better. So watch this space because things might be changing. Uh, Barry Adamson's in a whole world of trouble. Uh, The biryani he had for lunch, is blowing his head off. Uh, I don't know what trade he is, but that might even assist him. Who knows? Um, Liam Kent, I love these comments his grandad, listen they're the best people to learn off. Uh, he taught me you can never learn from a page, learn with your hands and common sense if I was in charge of apprenticeships I'd have that all day long, trust me um, few more comments uh, Nick Jones, this is a good one looking for a big career change from finance to a trade good lad, come and join us all in construction mate, I promise you you will not regret it Uh, Looking for apprenticeships to see what's out there. He's got a mortgage and bills. Just wondered how apprenticeship cope with the apprentice wage. He's tempted to do a course with access training, but he's seen mixed reviews. Uh, I want to give Nick a hand. So Trev, um, he hasn't got an age, but looking at his photo, probably late 20s, early 30s, in finance, looking to join us. Um, Let us know what trade you want to do, Nick. But um, Trev, what advice would you give him?
2: Well, I, yeah, it's quite difficult. I mean, I, I started on my own decorating firm by a lot. Of, I think a, a way a lot of uh, people start their own business is by doing sort of like weekends and then long weekends. And then I thought, well, you take the plunge. But going the other way, I don't quite know how you do it, whether you sort of saved up enough money. So you've got sort of six months to, you know, so you can live for six months or maybe even 12 months to get that behind you and then make the, the step. Because it's very hard to try and learn a new trade and, you know, and then you've got to finance yourself as well. So maybe it takes a little bit more thinking about, you know, to plan ahead a bit. That would be my yeah,
0: Nick, I think that's gold dust, that advice. Um, listen, you've you've made it very clear. You've got mortgage bills, et cetera. So you're not going to survive on apprenticeship wages of three pounds, whatever it is, no. an hour. You um, won't even be a, a pint at the end of the day. Um, the The thing I would say is do what Trev said. Try and get a bit of sort of evening work in the summer weekends any holidays you've got um in order to get better wages speak to some local firms and go on as a as a laborer which i think is a great way of you're going to still be earning depending where you work you know 70 80 90 quid a day um and then it gives you a good chance to see what trade you want to get into so hopefully yeah um, that helps um but great to see you joining construction mate uh, we were talking before we came on air the difference between uh, construction workers and trades compared with office folk. You will have a ball, trust me. Um, right, looking at um, a few other comments, uh, Richie. I just going through these. Just going to ask you, um, how's Scotland in terms of of skills gap? Because I think down here we were effective, and a lot of the EU workers went back. i mean, in London, Southeast. How are you finding it now? Is there just too much work and not enough trades up there? Yes,
1: but I was useful. so, like I say, 90% of my work is on site and I wouldn't, I'm glad the companies, the main contractors are re, you know, kind of rescheduling their programs to kind of suit the environment we're in at the moment. No, they've not got enough trades to do what, what they what they're required, and what they require time. They have to kind of make the job a little bit longer because they're not going to have enough, enough bodies on site. So I'm, I'm glad that main contractors are doing that. But at the same time, there is so much work going on. There's, there's sites and building sites on every street. You pass about five or six building sites on the week you work every morning. It's minute and the morning.
0: Well, I mean, it's not just housing. It's obviously commercial. There's some railway thing going on, HS4. Two or whatever it's called, Uh, you know, the work involved in construction coming up across all sectors is going to be astronomical. And um, Mr. Government needs to wake up to this. Uh, Dylan tongue has made a really good comment. And this is true. That's preventing a lot of people coming across into construction, perhaps later on in life. The trouble is, there's adults who would be willing to gain the qualifications. and I think there are a lot that want to come across, but don't have the means. So most traders won't take on apprentices meaning adults have got to pay their own way through college and find someone to help them build a portfolio whilst working a second job to pay the bills. Again, we need to look back at apprenticeship wage and, and getting more into the industry. Uh, Trev, do you think we need to go back to something like City and Guilds? Now we're out of um, the EU, love it or loathe yeah. it. That's reality. Can we yeah. get apprenticeship sorted now? And I think, like you say,
2: full, I mean, the, the young youngsters, but, the, you know, the young people are pretty much well catered for, aren't they, by the yeah. government? Yeah. But it is. If you're a little, if you, you know, if you're each sort of mid-20s, 30s, and you decide that what you're doing is you don't want to do, you, you've got no help. You've got no assistance. And if you've got a family, you're pretty much screwed. You can't, you know, what you do. You really can't. You, you know, you've got, you've got monthly commitments. The government should be helping those sort of people. And in return, they'd help the construction industry
0: as well. It'd be a win-win situation. Well, Paul Ainsley has said a comment I'm going to read out. I kind of agree with it and I kind of don't. He said, construction industry is in a downward spiral, largely due to the modern project managers. Listen, we all know those. 18, snappy suit from Burton, shiny shoes, straight onto a site. I haven't got a clue what they're doing and wind up all the trades. Uh, As he says, only know how to read the (laughs) spreadsheet and have no real experience. Hence, the trades are no longer giving a hoot to standards. Now, I agree with the bit about the young project managers to me a project manager needs to have been on the tools because yeah. there's no way you're telling me a young project manager is going to have any more clue than Richie who's been running the line for however many years in different conditions, different bricks, different, you know, stonework, all of that. Richie, do we need to get project managers on the tools a bit more so that actually know what they're doing?
1: hundred percent, a hundred percent. Trying to have a conversation with someone who has no idea, you know, the environment or the, you know, how how he can't what, what he's learned on paper what he's learned in front of the screen trying to have a conversation with one of these people is, is it's unreal you know you're trying you trying to take, talk to them and they're just oblivious to it. Mm. they're oblivious that all they're interested in is their program is the schedule is a uh, is it not done yet is it you know it's it's, oh, it's it's so much of a struggle but guys who are on the trade even if it's not in the trade that you've you you're in having a conversation with them, they just know the construction environment, they know, you know, when, when you ask them a question, you know, when they talk, you talk to them, they understand what you mean and you're not just, you're not just talking to a brick wall.
0: Well, I, I, it astounds me that somebody with no experience or, or, or classroom-based experience can go onto a site or, or a residential extension or refurb as inverted commas project manager. I mean, it's I personally don't think architects should be project managers. And I know that's probably going to wind a few people up. The best project managers, in my experience, are people that have been on the tools because you know that ifs, the whens, the hows, the whats, you drop a ceiling. There's all sorts of crap up there. You've got rot in the floor. You've got you know, a wall that's on the piss. People on the tools, we, we have to do this with our hands and overcome it. So that's my two penneth. Uh, anyone in architecture uh, please get in touch Uh, but that's what I think Nick Jones um, thank you to you both for the advice so Nick if you want to um, drop me a message on Instagram I'm more than happy to try and help you in any way I can Um, that's my Instagram there at Andy Stevens TV because it's great to hear you coming into the industry now Trev um, let's look at everything going on is great we've got more people coming in but we're not sure about the the quality would you completely and utterly tear apprenticeships up and start again with a lot more focused on the old ways of learning on site or do you think we still with the modern health and safety and all this do we still need to have an element of classroom stuff
2: yeah i think i think you do need an element of classroom stuff but i think when you're doing an apprenticeship and you're going to college. You learn the way to do things. But then once you're actually out on site and you're let loose and you're sort of set free, so to speak, that's when you learn the proper job and how to make proper money. So you do need the sort of theory and the classroom stuff. But then when you're out on site, you know, that's when you really start learning, I think. You know, you get the basics in college and then you get the real education on the site.
0: Well, this is brilliant. We've got a comment from Ross Kaless on the back of the lad from finance uh, coming over. Nick, I think he was. Uh, Ross is currently doing his gas course with access training. You can do it on weekends. Uh, He's saying to Nick, stay in finance. You can pay for the course. Once you get a qualification, you can look for a job to perfect your trade. Brilliant advice, Ross. And I wish yeah. you all the best, mate. Great to hear um, that you're doing that at the weekends. As I say, once you come in, you won't regret it. It's a brilliant industry. Um,
2: And and sometimes, Andy, it's worth taking a sort of a backward step to then go forwards. Sometimes you just have to take a deep breath, tighten your belt for for, for a few months, six months, and then just, you know, grin and bear it and just get through it. Sometimes it's well worth doing that
0: andy walls uh richie want to hear your thoughts on this comment uh, he's been in the trade since 1987hod carrier then bricklayers. a proper old school trade love it um, there's currently a loads of government funding available feel free to contact me should you wish to gain a recognized qualification with an on-site assessment and gain your skilled worker cscs card andy walls great news that the government are um putting this money forward for youngsters but I've got to say,
1: I wouldn't have a clue where to start, would you? Yeah, no, not really, not now, anyway. Yeah, just after I was lucky, you know, my family, my whole family was bricklayers, so I, it was inevitable that I was going to, I was going to become a bricklayer. Um, but prior to that, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known how to how to get an apprenticeship and things like that if I wasn't, I wasn't taking on my uh, my dad and things like that when I when I started, I wouldn't have known, you know, what way to go. But it's it's great now that they're showing, you know, they're using the initiative to get these young guys into in the trade and things like that. Um, you've got guys who come to, you know, high schools and the, usually it was the police that used to come to the high school and give you uh, try to get you inducted to them, but now it's guys from colleges saying, you know, there's there's ways that you can get into the trades this way which is great instead of, you know, just, you, know you finish your, you do your six years at high school and then you're, what do I do now, what do I do next?
0: Trev, I'm going to put something to you, mate. Um, I had a very good conversation with someone in the industry the other day and they made a really good point. So we've got this alleged money coming into apprenticeships for construction. There's this Kickstart programme, which I've heard about, but I, don't, I haven't seen a lot more. You look yeah. at the military. There's a lot of very, very good TV ads running or it ran in the past saying, you know, my name's Dave. I, I was born in, you know, Scunford, yeah. but I was raised in Iraq. Uh, this is the opportunities you can have joining the military from this to this. And that makes you want to join. Do you think we need to do something similar for construction? Bearing in mind, we're 10 percent of GDP. Yeah, I think I think. Yeah, I think we
2: do need to sort of concentrate on. Yeah, definitely Um, attracting Cause it's yeah it's it's not it, it, all the people in once you're in construction you get bitten by the bug and you love it but for for school kids, it's not the most attractive sort of um, prospect is it you know trudging around on a building site and that but once you once you get in the trade and you've got a trade you've got a trade for life you've got always got something to fall back on and the banter and the spirit on a on a building site there's nothing like it you know everybody pretty much looks out for everybody else and if you get a good bunch of blokes working together there's nothing better but people need to know that and you know it needs to be shouted about really
0: i reckon we should go after government saying you need to do a campaign you've got all this work coming up uh with hs2 all the all the new homes being built the targets for new homes are astronomical uh we've lost a lot of workers back to the eu so I think we need a TV campaign fronted by Richie and Trev. Look, I was raised in Scotland. Now I'm a bricklayer in wherever, and I think it'd be great. So, um, yeah, let's get in touch with old Boris and get a campaign going. Now, there must be something about the name Andy, because Andy Walls agrees work-based learning is the best way, Andy. Colleges aren't the way forward. You learn more in the workplace. Good God, you really are spot on, I must admit. Um, Learning on the tools. That's how I learned. I didn't do it apprenticeship or go to college or university i'd let you into a secret everyone i did apply to eight universities i did get eight letters back with exactly the same reply but i can't repeat that um are <laughs> uh, 12 during the day because it was basically piss off um, but <laughs> to go anyway um, Now, richie you i don't ask what trev brought up there it's a bug isn't it once you get into construction you can't leave it it's a bloody good job to do isn't it
1: I've uh, all my life. Honestly, I can remember back weekends, summer summer holidays, Going out with my dad, my granddad on phone sites and all the projects they had and yeah, I just I got the bug for it. Kinda lost it, you know, during high school and things like that. To, you know, kinda figure out figure out what I was wanting to do. Uh figure out what I was wanting to do and things like that, more in personality. Uh I kinda wanted to be an architect, I wanted to go that way. Uh, but then I learned I was going to be in school.
0: So uh, Richie's turned himself into a spinning circle, which is a wonderful magic trick. But um, unfortunately, it's not helping with the broadcast. So, Trev, um, <laughs> while Richie reforms as a human, um, back to your comment, mate, about once you're in. It's almost an addiction, yeah. isn't it? You look forward to getting up and going to work and having a laugh with your mates
2: yeah exactly like i say if you if you get a good bunch of blokes that work together you know you get the, the chippies the sparkies and you're just like a family you know there's a real spirit of sort of camaraderie and you know you and i think a good bunch of blokes make a job run so much more you know so you can forget about project managers with a with a decent run um bunch of blokes you don't need a project manager you
0: just get on with it i yeah listen i totally agree and um My view is exactly that. On smaller jobs, so your residential stuff, if you've got a good team that worked together for years, uh, you you don't really need anyone running it. You know, your ground workers come in, dig out, get all your footings in, bricklayers come in, and it just takes care of itself. But I can fully understand on big sites you need project managers. But uh, I think that's...
2: they they, They need to have done the job. That's the most important thing. Like you said,
0: they need to have done the job. I think that would be a good topic. What, classes, what is class as a good project manager? Because um, I'd like to get a few project managers on there, um, on here and have a chat with, with trades. Because, listen, I'm with you, Trev. If you've been on the tools, you know a job a lot better than if you haven't. That is my view. Yeah. Um, Ed C has made a very valid point about youngsters. Problem is, uh, he's experiencing the younger generation, 18 to 25 years of age, fresh out of college, don't want to start at the bottom and learn. They're too privileged. That is a little bit of an yeah. issue we've got isn't it with this um this fluffy generation coming through
2: yeah yeah they don't they don't want to start but you know you've just got to, as I said earlier you've just got to make it clear that you know you, you know the more you effort you put in and you know the more you can actually contribute, the quicker you're going to stop making tea basically
0: It's it's, just, you I, know, it's in your hands totally really. and um, it's a great comment from mark uh Cormac which is kind of backing up what we're saying oh sorry he's gone up oh there we go back up I'm a joiner to trade and worked his way up through the ranks in management firmly agree that site managers and contracts managers should be trades based you've far better understanding of the trials and tribulations of working in and all weathers, how it should be done and not <laughs> my book yeah the good old textbook says it should be done this way site-based yeah. learning is by far the best way to gain experience I think we're all yeah. in agreement on this, Trev. Do you think the big companies, the big developers and house builders, need to look at this? Because site managers in a snappy suit and shiny shoes and bit wet behind the ears—it's not the way forward, is it? And also, if
2: they, it, it, no, it's not. And also, if they, if they've actually been on the ground and had a hammer in their hands, they're going to get far more respect from the trades. You know, they're going to. There's just going to be. It's just going to make the job run smoother. But I think nowadays. Everything is so, you know, the way they frap houses nowadays, everything is down to speed, isn't it? And that's, you know, they haven't got the time to put project managers, you know, for say 12, 6, 12 months on, on a building site. Perhaps they haven't got the time to do it. And that's where that's where it's falling down.
0: It's back to quality. One thing that really gets up my nose is when you see in the papers or on TV, oh, look at the state of this, this house. Look at this. The builders are crap. Listen, you want to look at that properly. You don't know that, that situation on that site. You might have a nightmare project manager that is forcing them to work at breakneck speed so they haven't got time to use quality or yeah. they're paying peanuts and getting monkeys. Don't always blame trades because we often take the brunt of all the, all the grief. But I tell you what, it's often the trades that are helping people rather than pulling people back, I've found. Um,
2: yeah, no, you're right.
0: Right. Uh, what are we doing? Oh, hang on. We've got, here he is. He's back. So congratulations, Richie. You um, have morphed back into a human from a spinning white circle. So welcome back. Um, we can certainly see you a lot clearer. Just um, going through, that, we've, we've looked at all the comments, Richie. Everyone's in agreement that project management should start off being on the tools. What we want to know, and you might better help with this, being site-based, why aren't big house builders and developers in? Employing people as site managers that have been on tools that know what they're talking about rather than these these fluffy youngsters which wouldn't know which end of a hand for how to hold? I think because a lot of the,
1: and a lot of you know, it's not just on site that they're looking after the trades, there's a lot of um, like paperwork, like office stuff to do as well, and um, emails, everything has to get emailed now. You know, you don't get away with anything. Everything has to get documented via email. So I think they like, rather than, you know, kind of training them up to be more, you know, office savvy rather than, you know, site savvy. If you know what I mean?
0: I think... um Scott Nisbet has just asked a really good question, and this is my issue. There's not enough awareness of joining this industry through an apprenticeship or, or whatever. And Scott has asked, do, do we know of any apprenticeships or schemes or anything else? A 25-year-old uh, to start becoming a qualified spark in quiet trade schools, it's 7,000 quid plus with study and weeks away for practical exams. He's gone through five years of university, have an interesting, well-paid job as an engineering consultant in electrics, But he feels building sites and manual work is more for him. Totally agree with being more on the tools to take experience over academia all day. Now, do we think this is back to, I mean, my advice, first of all, look at CITB. They're meant to be the governing body, Construction Industry Training Board, Scott. Um, Have a look on their website, contact local colleges. But, Richie, we've got to do more as an industry to raise awareness to get people in because, he's asked an honest question. I don't think any of
1: us can really answer that properly. Yeah, it goes back to what you were saying about you know, we need to market it better. We need to have a campaign just as big as, you know, join the RAF, join the army and things like that because, yeah, the the construction industry is not going anywhere. It's going to continue to get bigger and uh, into, into boom, really. But, so, so we, yeah, we do. We need to market it better. We need to, you know... Get a team involved and you know market it so it is appealing to it is just as appealing as going to the RAF, going to the army uh, as to enter you know the construction trade.
0: Well, we've lost we've lost a highly skilled joiner from the industry. Um, I like to read the good and the bad out. Robin uh, Mulholland Helm, he's a time served joiner, worked in the trade and manufacturing bench hand joiner for ten years, so proper craftsman, not a tradesman, craftsman. However, after being made redundant twice, he can't afford to be in the trade anymore due to the risk of not having job security for his family. Uh, he works in a hardware shop now as a manager; it serves him well because obviously he's got knowledge of the trade and also job security. Robin, it's sad to hear that you've, you've unfortunately left the industry. It'd be interesting to see where you're based because I, you know, I think the way things are going, make keep an eye out if you want to come back because there's an awful lot of work going on at the moment, and every decent building company or trade I speak to are flat out. Trev, on that note, you've had a record number of inquiries this year already, haven't you? Yeah, it's gone
2: mad. I don't know why. But yeah, we were saying just before the show, I've had about 33 inquiries since the beginning of the year, which is crazy. But um, shouldn't moan about it. Keep me
0: smiling. Well, uh, sorry, this is, this is, I think, summing it up. James Toad Dickerson, not enough of companies are taking on apprenticeships. Right, you heard it here first, folks. Um, I'm going to get on to the people I know in government, CITB. I think we need to kickstart this industry with a proper apprenticeship scheme, uh, something similar to City and Guilds. Let's get rid of this crap at the moment, because quite frankly, no one understands it. We've got all these men and women trying to join construction asking us how to, we don't even know the answer. So what chances yeah. has everyone else got? So I'm going to get on with that. And as people know what I'm like, once I've got a bone in my mouth, I ain't letting go. So Boris, watch out, son, I'm coming. Just to finish off on a positive note, um, there's a brand new project, charity build, starting 19th of April called Build It uh, Lighthouse Club, which, as you know, is a construction industry charity. Uh, I've bought a small place that I'm brewing up on all trades on board It's called Perfect 10 because uh, all trades are asking to give 10% of their wages to the Lighthouse. Uh, All suppliers are giving 10% of material cost to the Lighthouse and I'll also be donating 10% of profits, hopefully. Uh, So when it's all done, we can raise a minimum of 10 grand uh, for the Lighthouse Club, which is the construction industry charity, mental, financial and physical health. So. Uh, look it up if you do need any help with those. But listen, get in touch through my Instagram at Andy Stevens TV because I am desperate for more trades. We're going to get a lot of coverage on the tools. They're going to cover it. We've got some national press coming on board. Uh, Trev is joining. He's going to be decorating it. Can't wait to have him on. And he makes a damn good cup of tea. Uh, Richie, don't <laughs> you use that excuse you're too far away, mate. You can come and crash at mine. Uh, I'd love to see you down here. And I'll tell you what. Let me make a promise. If you come down, even for a day, I'll jump on the crowd with you and we'll run the line together. Now, that'll be an experience. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, um, we've run out of time. We've gone over the half an hour. Listen, I really hope... um, Everyone's enjoyed this week's show. Please get in touch through uh, at, at Andy Stevens TV if you want to join the charity build. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, come along even as an apprentice. Learn the ropes with some great men and women and we can have an awful lot of fun. Uh, good luck for the rest of the week, everybody. We're all flat out with work because at the end of the day, don't forget, we work in the best industry. Have a great week. Cheers.